Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Introducing the new loaded scratchers from DC Lottery. These scratchers are loaded with cash prizes of 50, 100, 500, 1500, and $5,000 and chances to win up to $250,000. These games are absolutely stuffed, jammed, overflowing. You might even say, loaded? Play the games that are packed with $7.5 million in cash prizes. Get your loaded scratchers today. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Explore secrets of the universe with show host, Sherry Sage Zimmerman. Navigate between the worlds of both the physical and the spiritual planes of existence. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Secrets of the Universe. We have another week of an exciting guest. Um, I just always can't wait every week to uh, bring another person that's... uh, doing her special passion and work in the world. Um, You all know, for me, um, I just find people's lives incredible. Just the, what people are out there amongst us doing each week and every day. And um, so I want to bring on a woman who has a really incredible story. It has to do with um, some health condition that she endured, but it, it really involves even a lot more than that and what has evolved from that. And I'm really interested again, really because her, her life um, story actually includes both of the things I'm really interested in, which is medical. And it is about the uh, world of spirit and, you know, um, how we get guidance from, the other side, which for me includes our ancestors that are on the other side. Uh, it includes our spirit guides, spirit world, or however you view God or the archangels, um, because I do believe they work with us uh, all the time. We may not notice it um, as much. 
some of us are more aware when they do. But I want to bring her on so she can start sharing her story about the incredible situation that she's had to deal with, um, with a medical condition and what, what has come out of this. So I want to welcome Gail Waxon to the show. Hey, Gail. Hello, hello. I am so excited to finally have you on the show. Um, <laughs> you and I have just become really close. Actually, I'm very fairly quickly in my in my idea of uh, friendships. So, and of course, we know that's usually something more deeper going on, right? <laughs> yes. uh, so, yeah, explain a little bit about the occurrence that you started with uh, 2011 of what occurred and then how it just progressed. And we'll also find out more about you and where you're from and all that good stuff. So go ahead. I'll let you just take over the floor and kind of give us an idea. Okay. In It was October 2011. I had a brain surgery. And the reason for it is because I had epilepsy for 25 years. And I had been on a mission during those 25 years to find out why was I having seizures. It had concluded to universal, university hospitals in Cleveland, Ohio, found that I had six growths within the front temporal lobe of the brain and that was on the left hand side and they said they could take those out and um because of a technique they'd learned in japan and so i did a little more research on that i accepted it because i was done i was done with having seizure activity and so i went and had my surgery, it took about 11 hours to do the surgery. Hmm. And it was, um, it was after that, that I feel like I started a whole new life. Yeah. <laughs> and in doing that, what happened is it took about a week to recover from the brain surgery. I went to went home after about a week and then after about two months of I had to relearn how to walk talk and read again wow it was really hard to read because I would be able to see the words but I was not able to speak the words I could think of it in my head, but I could not speak the words out loud. So there were, I think there were parts of my brain that still had to come together again. Mm -hmm. And so I had to retrain my brain to read and talk and communicate and all of that. That took um, about three months. I had to sit down and read out loud every single day wow. for about 30, 40 minutes. And then I was able to start moving forward again. I went back to work. And when I started going out of the house, that's when I started experiencing some interesting new experiences started coming my way. And one of them was, as I'm going back to work, I ride a ferry, a train, and buses. And... I started seeing, I started recognizing everybody, every wow. single person that I was looking at, I knew them. I thought, why do I know all these people? Right. <laughs> and 
then as I examined everyone, I could see a white light that shined from everybody's heart. And I was like, okay, are my eyes okay? I didn't know if I wanted to make sure my brain was doing okay still, mm -hmm. <laughs> that it was okay for me to go to work. But I started mentioning this to people on what I was seeing. I could see the white light in your heart. And they didn't know what to say because this was a new Gale coming <laughs> to work and new Gale riding the train and new commuter, <laughs> new commuter friend. And I was like, okay, um, I'm not crazy. I don't think I'm crazy yet. <laughs> right. Right. So, but it was absolutely fascinating to me. I, everybody's white light was the same size. Wow. Some of them had chains around them. Some of them were totally connected with their head and heart. Right. Um, and some had um, hands on them. It was interesting. Wow. And so I started getting very distracted in trying to focus on work. You know, I had to go to my office. I had to go sit down. And, but that was challenging for me. Uh -huh. And it was um, almost like a spiritual awakening yeah. that I was starting to go through. And then what happened is that was about two months later, getting going to about four to six months later in my new adventure. Uh -huh. I got to the point where I could no longer sleep. Because what was happening was all of my thoughts, feelings, and situations in life started in my subconscious mind, started coming up to my conscious awareness. And there were so many thoughts and feelings going on, I could no longer get into the sleep mode. I could know I had so many thoughts, I had to go and sit out for about three hours four hours and write down all the thoughts and feelings and words and everything that were coming out of my mind mm -hmm. that were in mm -hmm. my head. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to, and then doing that, it would take about three days for me to be totally exhausted to finally sleep for about three I, hours. I totally get hours. that. I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and you're going to go on, but I want to say a few things before I forget, just because, I love this subject that you're bringing up uh, and then just go on after that. I want to mention one. I was curious whether or not, and when you say you're seeing this white light in everybody, and I would imagine that's more of like seeing maybe the aura. That's one question. Like you're seeing an aura meaning uh, around them or just specifically like a white light connected mm -hmm. to their heart. That's one. Two, I want to say, I love the way you just brought up a few minutes back about, you weren't sure whether or not your brain was okay. Cause I find when we have these medical conditions that yes, there is something going on with our bodies or our minds. But at the same time, when I look back in my own experience <laughs> of struggle, like you did for 25, 30 years, I found too, that during those time periods, I was also having these little spiritual awakenings or breakthroughs to another dimension, whatever you want to call it. 
I also was experiencing that. And then I was going to mention one more thing, but I don't remember now about when you were saying you weren't sleeping. But I do get that too, where I have mm -hmm. to get up, I have to write this stuff down just yeah. to get it out of my head, or yeah. so I can just try to to sleep. But yeah, go ahead and pick up in whatever you want to jump on. I I love I love how this story is just so important mm -hmm. because everybody usually does have some kind of medical thing, but yours and mine have been so many years. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and then later I'll bring up something else that happened to my nephew who also had um I don't think I think yours is based more on epileptic seizures, but his was some kind of seizure where he had uh blood clots in his brain and did okay. have to have surgery. So but let's go on because I want your story to continue. I, I just really am enjoying this. Now that was a really good question about auras or was it a white light? Yes, those are two different things. When I, during the 25 years of having seizures, what would happen after I would have a partial complex seizure, it would open up a gateway for me and I would be able to see the aura around people. I could see um, people's faces in their aura. I could see animals. I could see uh, objects in the aura. And it would happen for about 24 hours after having a seizure. And then the door would close and I would just keep going on with my life and, and wait until the next, yeah, until the next one happened. Yeah, thanks for explaining that. Because, again, I think so many people have medical condition problems that happen, like right. me and you. But they don't see that there's sometimes this other thing that happens that really is a spiritual experience that's happening yes so go ahead thank you gail right it was that's why i thought it was unusual i was seeing a white light the white light was about six inches exact same size and exact roundness coming out of their heart hmm. i was like oh Interesting. Am I seeing white light in everybody's heart? Wow. So that's when I started doing a little more research and started going down that pathway of why yes. am I seeing yes. white light from yes. the heart? Yeah, mine, mine was more where when I was having my breaks from reality, mine was more during my medical condition for uh -huh. 20, 30 years. Mine was more seeing the interconnection that literally I was in another dimension where I could see every single thing in our world and universe was interconnected. Yep. I mean, it was mind-blowing. I mean, really mind-blowing. So go ahead. Yeah, that's That was part of my conclusion in seeing the white light in everybody's heart. Oh. I was like, oh, we're all from one. We're all from the same one, the same yeah. source. That was my conclusion hmm. after seeing all that. But what had happened after, um, oh, yeah, what I wanted to tell you was, um, after the four to six months, I was having um, a hard time sleeping. Um, and what was happening was I no longer had a wall that, had, that I had built for 40, 40, 45 years, oh. our protective wall. That wall was gone after the brain surgery. And I started, I started looking Sorry about that. After the, I'm like, okay, but that. After, after, after the brain surgery, um, what would happen? 
automatic words were starting to come out of my mouth when I would be talking with people. Oh. My feelings, my thoughts, any thoughts and feelings. And I was like, uh-oh, what's going on? <laughs> I, and people are like, Gail, are you okay? I'm like, well, yeah, I'm okay. But what well, I'm not allowed to say that. You don't want to talk about the truth. Mm. Because just automatic feelings would come up. And I'm like, ooh, I couldn't hold that in. How come? It was, so I was feeling some new ways that our body is working. <laughs> My body was working. Yeah. And one of the benefits of, okay, then during that part, what started happening was all my emotions from 25 years mm -hmm. of the past were all coming up to my consciousness. So I started telling people about them and they would not respond to me all. They didn't oh. want to talk about the past. They didn't want to hear it. And because I was ruffling everybody's feathers, the benefits of having the seizures, one, the one benefit, maybe two, one benefit of having seizures was as it would wipe out all my short-term memory. So what would happen is the next day I was happy, full of glee, and cheerful, loved everybody, loved my friends, loved my work, loved my family, and all of my short-term memory mm. items had gone to a different part of my brain. They were still in my brain, but I had a clean slate. Mm. No problem at all after having wow. seizures. Life was great. I loved my job. And I didn't understand why people are so upset all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but That's then funny. after about 12 months of having the brain surgery, more and more memories from the past were coming up. And I got to the point of questioning my family members, questioning my coworkers, questioning my managers that I worked with and were in contact <laughs> with. Oh, my God. And they got to the point at work where they said, Gail, you need counseling immediately. <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? counseling because I'm bringing up, I'm asking truthful questions and you don't want to answer them. <laughs> so funny. then I started getting extremely angry because nobody would listen to me. Mm. Nobody wanted to hear or talk about the past, but I was dealing with them consciously all the things from the past that I never really attended to or dealt with. And you know what's interesting about that show, Gail? And again, I keep relating some of my experiences with yours of uh, being in and out of uh, breakdowns. And now yes. I realize a lot of them were actually demonic attacks where your mind is also kind of wiped away because when yes. something dark takes over, yes. you literally, it's like you're blank. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I realized years later too, I would get memories from the past that would come up that I was starting to connect together and I would have to get some confirmation from my sister or other people to say, you know, I'm not sure, but I, I need to check this out. So I understand that, but I, I didn't have the issue of nobody wanting to talk about it, but I can relate to some of what you're saying. It is. Mm -hmm. Yes. I was trying to confirm some things that 
some thoughts and feelings that were coming up for me. It's like, did this really happen? Did you really do this to me? Did you really do this to my my daughter? Did you just my friend? Did and people are like, ah, Gail, we don't want to. We, yeah. We're not talking about that anymore. Yeah. And that's when I started getting even more angry because all of my angry feelings were coming right to the surface. All my feelings of sadness and loneliness mm -hmm. and not knowing which way to go, confusion. And so within two to four years, I decided uh, after the brain surgery, I said, I'm done with my job, my 17 years. I mm -hmm. said, I'm done. And I just quit it just one week. I thought, I'm done. I, I put in my notice and mm -hmm. everybody kind of were like, Gail, are you okay? I'm like, nobody really wanted to understand what was really going on. So I had to really start to learn about myself again. And yes. that was hard. Very hard. Yeah. And I think too, Gail, I think it's important maybe, maybe to mention this for those listening out there who may not have had these experiences. And maybe some have, and they're just now making the connection. But I have found, and I just think this is something that we all maybe understand. You know, the soul, no matter what happens in each of our lifetimes, the soul keeps record, whether we're conscious of it or not. The soul is keeping record. So when this happened for you, and I believe for me, those moments when we were not totally consciously aware of these things that happened, it was for a reason. There is a reason that that was happening. And I think it's, I don't know, but maybe you were getting more angry because nobody was just coming forward and saying, well, yeah, you know, that kind of did happen and you're not like going crazy. And that is a real memory. And, you know, <laughs> even though we thought it was in the past, you know, apparently for you, it's actually very new, right. um, which is what would happen to me. I would get flashbacks of things that happened when mm -hmm. I was in the mental hospital. Um, some, uh -huh. some things that occurred that at that time. And when I came out of the hospital back when I was 19, 20, all the years, which were many, many years in and out of mental hospitals, those memories would slowly come back in. And I do believe that's for a real purpose. So I thank you for that. And I do want, again, the audience to realize the soul does record every single action, every single conversation. I believe it's it's there, even though we may not be conscious, uh, consciously aware of it. So. Yeah, yeah, I really, really am interested in this subject matter. So if you'll please continue, and I'm sorry I keep that's, cutting you in there. That's but okay. That's exactly what happened. I wasn't ready during those 25 mm -hmm. years, and that's not what I was supposed to focus on. But Correct. now I had to relook at everything in my past 25 years, and it's like I had to evaluate it on where am I at now? Yeah. But I had no idea because I went down to the very bottom. Mm. I no longer wanted to live. I was um, very depressed. Uh, I didn't like people anymore. I was done with all of that. I didn't want to play any games. Nobody wanted to talk about the truth. Oh. And so I was like, I'm done. 
But what happened was there was a little voice within me. Mm -hmm. After about five years of the brain surgery, when I would be waking up, there's the little right. voice that said, Gail, you need to start reading some books. Gail, oh, wow. You need to start doing your research. And I'm like, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> I've done research for 25 years about <laughs> epilepsy and seizures and, and wow. how to find the answer. And finally, I was like, okay. I thought after quitting my 17 years job that I'd worked with all my heart in life, yeah. wow. <laughs> I, um, I got a new job, but it took six months of heavy work of reviewing, of writing a resume. I hadn't written a resume in 17 years. Right. I had to do interviewing every single day for six months. I had wow. to, I called, made appointments, did interviewing. Nobody liked me. <laughs> I was, I'm like, what is wrong well, with well, let's, me? Let's just say, I, I don't think maybe nobody liked you. Let's just say that it, it wasn't the right place for you, right? <laughs> That's right. And two, am I to understand that you eventually found out many, many years back that you actually had epilepsy and that's what these seizures were, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. I wanted to clarify yes. that because it's funny. They had put me on medication that was strictly for seizures way back in my earlier life when I was having these breakdowns. So I find that interesting. Oh, wow. And then, okay. and then of course I found out in 2016 that I actually do have that mather gene from hereditary condition from birth that wow. does affect that frontal lobe of the brain. The, so it's a frontal it's really, lobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool how all this kind of interacts together, you know, connects together. But I, I just, it, it's amazing to me, uh, you know, whatever these lifetimes we choose, obviously there's always these different things that occur that I believe on some level we were aware of on the other side. Right. Yes. And then of oh, course yes. we forget when we come in, it's such a, it's such a trip. I mean, it's really funny, but then when you start allowing it to come back in, Oh yeah, that's right. I, I kind of did choose this on the other side uh -huh. uh, because I wanted to come down and help in this area of the earth to help right. other people, right? Yes. I mean, it's really funny. I mean, when you really get into it, I mean, it's not all funny. I mean, sometimes it's really horrible. <laughs> I mean, I and, wanted to check out a couple of times, believe oh, me. Yeah. But because oh, yeah. of the depression and the ongoing yeah. trying to figure this out, 25, 30 years, like what's going on, you know? Yeah. So That's, go ahead. I love your story. Yeah, it was after that. The six months after I finally got a job, it was a job that was very stressful mm -hmm. and I um, was not happy. So with this little voice inside of me that said, Gail, you need to start moving forward and find what you like. I'm like, how am I supposed to find what I like? I've been doing that all my life. Mm -hmm. So... I'm a researcher. I've turned into a researcher. So. <laughs> <Me too. laughs> I think that's what happens. I said that in the last uh, show. I'm like, I think that happens to those of us who've had medical conditions. We're like, we become like top researchers, you know? And then we have to go into the whole spiritual realm to really get to 
bigger picture of what's happening, you know? Right. That's yeah. exactly what I did. I said, okay, I need to find out more info at a deeper level, at a higher level. Yeah. Uh, what's going yes. on? What's really yes. going on? Yeah. Because I already done, I did all the research for how to help people with epilepsy physically and emotionally. And I've done my tapping did my EFT that helped immensely at times and still does. Um, but I knew that I ne needed to do grow spiritually. Uh -huh. And so it was after about um, five years, uh, the past five years, five uh -huh. to 10 years after the brain surgery, um, the one step that I've done is start doing the meditation um, because I had so many thoughts and feelings still going on in my brain, oh. I'm like, I need to learn how to calm down. How do I do this? Yeah. So I started doing my research. I started reading books, uh, articles, listening to all the videos. I started taking uh, a whole bunch of meditation classes. Mm -hmm. I started purchasing packages of people who teach how to meditate, people who teach how to do spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. I purchased about 12 to about tw 10 to 12 packages, different packages. Yeah. It took me about a year and a half to go through yeah. all that. Yeah. I found what what really resonated with me within my heart mm -hmm. and uplifted me. Yeah. I there was there's some sound healing and some um, other types of meditation in clearing layers of emotions from your heart, from your heart chakra. Yeah. There's like, there's like many different modalities out in the yes. world, which I find really interesting for all of us. Cause I do believe different modalities um, will resonate with different people. Meaning some people go to med meditation. Some, right. some people go to massage. Some people go to right. Reiki. Some people go to crystal he healing or sound healing. Yes. So, and, and to meditation, there's an area I have not gone into yet, but I hear it's really good called transcendental meditation. Okay. Yeah. And there's another one called Nidra meditation. So there are two that I hear really super, but again, it's all yeah. individual to me. Right. And that's what I found. I would tell people, oh my gosh, you need to watch this and read this. And they're like, I didn't like it at all, Gail. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I think different things work for different people. And that's why yeah. I think that reason, because we all really are individuals. So sir, I think there's groups of people that really are more, it's more conducive for different kinds of modalities. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I had to learn. I had to learn again, how to respect others. Yes. And, let them be in their space. And it's okay if they don't like the type of meditation that I do or the type of healing that I am doing with my body, you know, and that is totally okay. Right. But there's also but, a reason. There's also a reason that you were drawn to that particular one. So to me, right. I always believe that when we are drawn to something, well, whatever it may be, mine's doing tarot cards, astrology, and right. whatever it is. Um, I feel like there's a reason you're being drawn to that because there are people out in the world that will be coming to you for that kind of help. 
Um, and I want you to go on with your story, but uh, time goes so quick. We're already at the halfway mark, which is fine because we're going to go on. I, I need to let the audience know more of your story. But before we do real quick, do you have anything where people can maybe get a hold of you if they have any questions? I was going to ask my uh, people online here if anybody did have one or two questions they could put in the comments that I could ask you before we get off, you know, in another. Sure. If they but if there's anybody that wanted to get a hold of you specifically, is there, sure. I don't know. I don't know if you have your website up yet. I know you're going to be working on that. <laughs> um, so I didn't know if they ha you have an email or anything that they could maybe. Yeah, I do have an email. If you have that, if you want to put that up. Yeah, I think if Tiffany, Tiffany's got all that information, she can kind of put that up while we finish going on to our conversation. Okay. No problem um, at all. Yeah, that way people can reach you personally. and be. But you know what? It, it's probably good to say that loud, too, because I have a listening audience in Florida that is not going to be looking at the screen. So can you just give whatever email that is out loud so they could also contact you? Sure. It's G-A-Y-L-E, the letter J, the letter W, 2001 at yahoo.com. Perfect. Perfect. So Tiffany, I'll put that on the screen in a minute for everybody. I know she's here somewhere. And two, at the end of the show, we'll have you say that loud again for my listening audience in Florida. I really like people to be able to connect. And also, people can also find most most a lot of my shows I do put on my website so I can forward also your information or they can see your information on my website, which is imaginepeacenow.com. But I really want you to go on with your story and Tiffany will get your, uh, oh, she already put it in the comments. She's ahead oh, of us. So it's there. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead and, and continue with that great story. Let's see. The past three years of the meditation that I've been doing, it has been clearing the layers of emotions from my heart. Mm -hmm. And what I'm, I counted uh, these past three years, I counted how many layers have been removed, have been lifted and mm -hmm. cleared. It's been 13,887 layers of emotions. Uh, negative self-images, fears, untrue beliefs have been released from my heart. Now, I, you know I'm going to ask because I have to. I'm really into the chakras. But anyway, how would one even know that kind of a number <laughs> that has been removed? I mean, that just doesn't compute with me at all. So because do you have a machine? Do you have it's, some it's way the, of... It's the meditation that I'm doing now. When I first started with um, the group that I started with, it was the, we, the gentleman cleared nine okay. layers of emotions from the heart. And let me, okay, to make it clear, I'm going to read it. Okay. Okay. What happens is when you're doing the meditation, uh -huh. what Christopher does is he sends the Melchizedek beings into the many trapped emotional layers around the heart chakra and beings, the process of pulling them out one by one. So the beings pull them out one by one, uh -huh. start with the most heaviest emotion, 
goes out. So in the meditations, uh, nine um, layers of emotions would be removed. What started happening with me after that was, oh my goodness. Hmm. Um, what was happening is emotions would be coming up after I'd be done with the meditation that week. Oh my goodness. Emotions would be coming up and boom, poof, gone. And I was like, oh, am I supposed to hold on to that? <laughs> right, right. You know, it took me a while to get used to it, to understand oh. it. And then this past year and a half, right. Christopher uh, Macklin raised the level of numbers of layers that they can re release from the human chakra. Uh -huh. And now is 27 layers. Oh, wow. For every time I listen to the meditation, okay. 27 layers are removed. Wow. Okay. That's, that's really great information, especially for those who are really involved in the chakras and that kind of work and not everybody is. And I, I'm glad you put that out there just so people are aware of that. And again, those who are really into it will understand that a little bit more. Um, so a couple of things, are you doing any of this work, any of your work that you are working directly with people or that you're, that you are open to working with people, meaning, you know, as a service that you do charge, whether it be donation or otherwise, whatever it is that you're doing, um, are you, you know, um, doing that at this point or you're waiting to start in a few months? I know you're working on a few projects and you might mm -hmm. want to share them as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yes, it is on my, my to-do list to one, go ahead and start my website and get that going. If there's, yes. At this time, if there are people who have questions about um, wanting some advice or just some guidance on what I did, what my experience was with having seizures and then finding ways to clear things out and move forward to make, um, my goal was to, uh, for my goals in life is I want to not just reach my little goals, I wanted to reach my big goals in life with right. being happy inside. Mm -hmm. That was my whole intention is I wanted to be happy again in my life. And in doing that, in clearing all those negativities, mm -hmm. it has opened new doors in my life that are enlightening. Here's an example. Now what's been happening after um, the end result of doing all these, all five years of meditation, five and a half years of meditation, uh -huh. I'm now having feelings of enlightenment. And uh, at first I was wondering why am I feeling these, these loving feelings in my heart? Yeah. It started happening once a week. Every time I drive back home from my work, I'd have to go stay at my friend's house over in <clears throat> another city to do my work on a construction project. Mm -hmm. And every Friday I would drive home. I started receiving unconditional love feelings that I've never felt before in my life. Wow. Wow. It, I would drive and I could see just on the outskirts of where I could see 
-hmm. It was like um, particles from the sun would start coming and it would come into my eyes and mm. go down to my heart. Wow. And it was a feeling of enlightenment wow. that I've never, ever felt, ever. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, again, um, I think, you know, first of all, I want to say for those of you out there that are wanting to connect with Gail about even just understanding this whole idea of epilepsy mm -hmm. and the seizures and what other things that you can observe besides the actual traditional medical stuff that we all learn about, right? Yep. yep. So this is why I love this kind of a show. I really want to pull all this together. Two, um, I think that this feeling you're talking about, a couple of things come to my mind. So my mm -hmm. mind's kind of fluttering around right now. Mm -hmm. um, I think when you talk about having these new experiences of feeling joy or peace, happiness. Yes. Obviously, I do think we all know that as you release uh, things from your memory bank in your mind, as well as your soul, sometimes we forget that we have a memory bank in our minds, but we also have one in our soul. Or you can say they're both connected because they are. However, we always tend to think more of just the memory in our in our minds. Um, I, I know to me, to me, the mind and soul are different. Yep. However, I find that that is, I think, normal when that does happen, when we start releasing. I know when I wrote my first book, my autobiography, which I'm revising right now, so I tell everybody not to get it right now. Um, but I found a great release when I wrote that autobiography. But I'm going to update it, uh, make it more true to what's happened now that I can look back and things have been shown to me at this later time in my life in the last five to eight years. And two... I think, you know, it's weird. Sometimes I think when people talk about going on trips and I'm talking about trips having to do with drugs, I yeah. mean street drugs. I'm not talking medication from okay. not, not medicine, uh, psychiatry drugs. I'm talking about street drugs, whether, and I've never really done any of them, but I hear a lot of people talk about it. <laughs> so it's almost like I find there's some similarities with some of the drugs, meaning that kind of feeling of, feeling happy, feeling peaceful, but it's what you're talking about. What I have to experience that. Not a lot, but I have experienced it from time to time. This is something that comes from a whole different thing in the way of it's not from taking a, a drug, whether it be marijuana, right. whether it be um, all the different drugs out there. Um, but the experiences sometimes can be a lot of like except we usually don't have that side effect that a lot of your street drugs do when you're coming down or whatever it is. Right. I don't know enough about drugs to talk about it, to be honest. But I just get a lot of feedback from a lot of people that have done street drugs. Yeah, so it's with just interesting. Drugs, you feel it up here. With, yes. With what I'm feeling is I can actually feel it come through my eyes wow. and into my heart. Wow. And it's, and then I get this oval shape of warmthness all around wow. my heart. Oh. And it, it keeps me consistent. It, um, I think that's what the meditation does. Yes. What my emotions, I always, I'm always feeling a little more consistent now with, um, I see how people are, are have their habits of reacting. Mm -hmm. I always feel now that I'm on the outskirts, always looking in. 
And I feel like I'm looking at a play mm. when I'm when I watch life and I see or if I'm at work and I see people coming down doing their fighting and or gossiping or whatever, it all of it now looks like a play to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like you've become the observer, right? Yeah. So a couple exactly things. It it's funny. Like. You keep sparking these thoughts in my head. <laughs> Between you and me, it's not just you, know, my own little mind. Uh, one, we basically, those of us that are really, I'm not heavily into meditation. I love it, um, mm -hmm. but I'm not, a, I'm not a real balanced meditator. So we do know when you do have a really pretty good consistent practice of it, even if it's a short amount of time, mm -hmm. it does help you in a lot of ways. I already, I already know this because I did experience something many years ago when I was practicing it daily. That's one. I'm more of a reflector. I'm more of a person who likes to just uh, reminisce of things in my life previously. And that actually in some weird way, or it's called daydreaming which in uh -huh. some weird way is really meditation too. But yes. anyway, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, um, Ooh, I think I might've lost my thought, <laughs> but there was something else. Um, and we feel going. like we're, we feel like we're an observer. Oh, Always. being an observer. Yes. Um, the other thing about that is, uh, again, um, our ego, for those of you who might be into, the whole idea of the ego and the higher self and all that. I studied, I was in groups for years about all that stuff. So our ego, and again, ego to me is not bad. The problem that ego can fall into is when our ego tends to be a little bit more uh, instant gratification. It tends to want to block us from something. So there's positive and negative for me about the ego. Um, but the higher self is the part that we really get more of a, our real true answers or our yes. intuition, however you want to yes. call it. Our intuition is our higher self connected to the God force or however you call the other side. So, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting about being the observer. I agree with you. Um, you know, mm. I want to say something real quick. Yeah, just because I do have um, this one particular uh, wonderful woman here that keeps doing a lot of responding here. So I want her to know that I am paying attention. It's just that I don't do both. It's hard for me. Um, but I believe her name is Ianel. Ianel, I may not be saying that right. I'm so sorry. But she's posting a lot in comments. And um, she was also talking about John Hopkins. It does use uses the magic mushrooms for depression. And it's interesting she brings that up because I do know some newer information in the last, I don't know, six months that they are, you know, and I've known this before. I mean, mushroom talks about using mushrooms has really been around a long time. But from what I understand, there's more of even a newer type of a mushroom they're using that's that doesn't give you a lot of really yeah. crazy effects. Um, that is helping as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's this whole this whole study is really important to me just because anybody that has struggled with any kind of mental, physical, medical condition of the mind, body, heart, soul, mm -hmm. which to me it really is all connected. But most of us, it becomes really important when we've struggled with something medically that's affected our every single day of our life for years yeah. and years and years. Um, some people, it may be a shorter term medical condition for some of us. It's very long and it's not definitely not fun. Um, yeah. So I always try to encourage people to keep, keep trying to understand that there is a purpose to it. 
yep. no matter how long this condition for yourself goes on and that there is some kind of higher learning and there's things about it that I do believe we, if we keep trying to put the pieces together at some point, it will make sense to you. Mine didn't happen, believe it or not, to the year 2016, where <laughs> finally I felt like really my bigger pieces to my puzzle were shown to me by spirit. Mm -hmm. Or at that point in time, I was more ready to understand a lot more. Um, but through the years from 19 years old up into 50, 55, actually, uh -huh. which is a really long you know, stretch of time. Oh, yeah. I did get things along the way. But I'll have to tell you, there was a couple of times through those years, those decades that mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it, it was not easy at all. I mean, at all. And oh, I know. Even watching my family experience. I mean, it wasn't just me. I was going through it, but my whole family was going through it as well. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, want yeah. to put that out there that we do get, if you are really wanting to keep knowing what it is that's going on with you, um, Gail, again, um, share whatever more we have about uh, approximately five to seven minutes. So I want you to tie up whatever you do. And we're going to, you know, we're going to do this again. Um, <laughs> I, I just, it's never enough time for me, but you know, I'm a talker, so I could go on for five hours. So go ahead and share what you want to tie up. And again, uh, keep in mind, I want you to put out there your email for people to get a hold of you out loud. So my Florida listening audience uh, will be able to also get a hold of you if they want to write it down to, okay. to ask you some questions. Yeah. Sure. My email is G-A-Y-L-E. The letter J, letter W, 2001 at yahoo.com. Perfect. Yep. Thank you, Tiffany, for throwing that up there. It makes it really easy <laughs> for everybody that's going to watch this show after we are finished mm -hmm. today. Um, and to Gail, what are some of the things that you might want to also just let our audience know? Either I know I think that you may also be, I'm hoping, writing a book. <laughs> um, I feel that I feel a book coming from you. I don't know why, but that's what I was picking up when you and I've spoken before. Uh -huh. People have been telling me that and I've been holding back on writing the book, but I think it's starting to pour out of me is what's mm -hmm. happening. And the thing is, I had to really work on myself. And within, I kept, because for 25 years, I looked for answers on why I was having um, seizures. I looked on the outside. Why am I having seizures? I would, add, I had visited in so many neurologists and medical doctors and, and naturopaths and every single kind of doctor I could find. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find an answer on why I was having seizures. Yes. Um, because there was that little voice in me that said, Gail, keep on going, keep looking, keep finding, keep talking, and don't give up, Gail. And oh. it's all about working on myself. And in doing all of that work, I learned so much more about myself, about healing the gut, healing epilepsy, healing eczema, healing. I had the two E's. I had really bad severe eczema, really bad severe 
uh, epilepsy. Oh. And now I'm on F. Fun, fun, fun. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I'm right there with you. I'm at that stage now. I, I love, and again, I know that's why you and I have gotten really close quickly. Yes. I do want to say that you're right. It is about looking at ourselves. But I think what happens for a lot of us, and, and especially too for people that may not be in any of this kind of thinking about the spiritual. Right. Not that I don't believe everybody is. I do believe down deep everybody is spiritual. It has their own connection. I mean, we all do. But being aware of it is a different story. So what I'm saying is people that may not be in this world of metaphysical, meaning working with crystals, working with astrology, yeah. somebody knows astrology, yeah. um, sound healing. I mean, there's so many modalities. Out there. It's not even funny. And I'm talking metaphysical stuff. So your traditional stuff would be going to see your regular doctors, your right, your um, what you just said, uh, naturopath. Well, not natural. Yeah, naturopath. Oh, but I put them a little bit neurosurgeon, more neurosurgeon, neurology, neurologist. Yes, all your yes. typical doctors. But when I talk about metaphysical, like the naturopaths that you're saying, for me, that's a different kind of work. Yes. That I think is very valuable to add to the traditional. Yeah, I totally I've always agree. felt many years ago, way back in my late 20s, I thought, you know, there's nothing wrong with the traditional world. But for right. me, you've got to combine it with that metaphysical. That's why the East, right? Right. The Eastern part of our country is much more about holistic health, about mind, body. And we are, too, in the in the Western side, but not near as much. Yeah, we have to think out of the box. We have to look way ahead instead of just a mile down the street no look thousands of miles down yes. the street to find what you're looking for or yes. first look within yeah start within well we want, we want that we want the the most completed picture that we can have of what's going on with us that's what that's what to me was the most important which again everybody on my show knows I'm really into past lives. I'm into future lives too, by the way. So everybody knows, but I'm really, really big on past lives just because believe it or not, most all of our conditions um, have started somewhere in a past life. Typically, it doesn't mean all of them have, but a lot of them have stemmed from other lifetimes. And believe it or not, until we can get to that root of the problem, uh, usually it, it still can be very difficult to get everything understood in this lifetime. But anyway, I just want to put it out there. Uh, Gail, I love, love having you on the show. Oh, thank you. I cannot wait to do it again. Like I tell most of my show guests, I just really enjoy the people I bring on and what they share and the amazing life that not only you have chosen on some level, but that you have stuck with it, even <laughs> though it's been extremely difficult. And I know yeah. because I've had one of those, I've chosen this kind of a lifetime. I'm aware of this, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make it any easier just because you're aware mm -hmm. that you've chosen this kind of lifetime for a higher purpose for yourself, your own soul growth, but also for the world, the collective soul growth, right? which is what we're all doing here, believe it or not. Right. I just can't thank you enough for staying on the earth with us and continuing what you're offering to others and for yourself. So with that said, um, mm. I want to just thank you and we'll set up another time in another month or two where we can bring you back and get mm. more information because I know there's so much more. <laughs> Super. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just don't want, I want people to not give up on themselves because 
anything is possible. Yes, yes, I totally agree. I think with um, hearing people's stories, which again is another reason I do this show. I, for me, it has been through the years, believe it or not, many times mm. I've heard somebody's story and I'm like, wow, that has helped me stay focused on being able to keep going, even if it's one more day. Right, just keep, keep going. going. That's yeah. it. That's, that was yeah. also one of my messages that I learned, Gail. Yes. Keep going, keep moving forward. It yes, is. You, you can look at the past, but don't hold on to the past. Yeah. Let go and move forward. Walk yes. forward. Run forward. Trot yes. forward. <laughs> I agree. But I think part of that, too, is, believe it or not, also taking a rest as well, because you, you've got yes. at some point be able to kind of assimilate all the information. So great information, Gail. Thank you so much. And we will talk to you again soon. I appreciate your time. Super. Thank you. Ready. So thank you again for being here with us on Secrets of the Universe. I hope you enjoyed another amazing person that is walking around on this earth with you and I uh, experiencing what she is experiencing and similar, I'm sure, to a lot of other people. I thank you for joining us. If you want any more information on Gail, if you didn't get this information uh, today, um, you can also contact me at imaginepeacenow.com. Just mention Gail's name, and I'd be more than happy to forward that information to her. Um, and as always, follow the path so divine for you, designed for you. And we'll see you again next week. Take care. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic perks. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.